This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The weekend is here again with a welcome respite from football news in the form of actual football. I'm sure we'll dig into the latest sequel to the European Super League early next week, but it's time now for our weekly prediction show. You heard it here first. It's Friday the 10th of February. I'm John Ashley. I'm Joe Ritchie. I'm Andrew Detmer. I feel like we've been here before. This is the City Report Podcast. Where is going from? Oh, it's the goal. The kick is extraordinary going. Sergio Aguero. Unbelievable. Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6. It's 2 for Dzeko. Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Happy Friday, everyone. It is good to be talking about football matches once again. Uh, this is our weekly prediction show, a light-hearted look ahead to the weekend's fixtures, where we each make one prediction that we think will, but probably will not in reality, come true. If you're here hoping to hear uh, an in-depth look ahead to City versus Villa, fear not. Once you've listened to this episode, don't go away. You can listen to Amos, Adam and Ollie's preview episode from yesterday. And once you've listened to that, Adam and Andrew's episode from Wednesday that digs into the technical details of the Premier League's allegations against City is essential listening. But back in the present, Joe, can, can you hear me okay? I believe you've kind of been in the wars a bit today with your ears. Um, but <laughs> if you can hear me, happy Friday. And, and what is your prediction for the weekend? Yeah, happy Friday. Good to, uh, good to see both your faces again on a podcast, by the way. It's uh, feeling all too familiar at this point. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I was on the prediction show uh, last week as well. And it's become, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't know anymore. But it's become a bit like, how do you not become too repetitive and find something fresh? So I went the city route today or city specific and city are obviously playing Aston Villa. So with my prediction, you heard it here first. Rodri will have more touches than the entirety of Aston Villa's midfield. 
Now, I want to caveat that by saying I'm taking that as a three-man midfield. Um, last time City played in the reverse fixture this season, that was McGinn, Kamara, and Louise, and the three of them combined had 116 touches, according to FootMob. Rodri had 101. Um, it's a tall task, but my hope is that, especially with City allegedly playing this conservative style of football or controlled style of football, I guess the better way to put it, that we will continue to have a high level of possession and Rodri is usually at the heart of that. So if he can get right around 115, I think it, it, it will be tight. Um, we'll just have to see what, what um, you know, a new manager obviously for Villa this time around. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, so, so kind of just to get into the, the technicality of, of this Villa midfield, if they play, you know, cl- classifying a midfielder is quite difficult. You know, FPL mm-hmm. struggles with it. But are we going with Villa's top three midfield touches or is it the, the three midfielders that start the game? Like, what, you, what, what are you, how are you I, I, classifying I'll this? probably say under the assumption that Rodri plays 90 minutes, Whatever three midfielders play ninety minutes, I'll, I'll try to make it as as even as possible. Um, obviously, they're playing a bit of a four four two now. That's um, what so I was going to say. I was like, I feel like you've already lost this one. Yeah, but I, like, so like looking at their most recent match against Leicester, for example, I probably would exclude Wandia because I think he's true truly is more of a winger. Whereas Jacob Ramsey, while he can play on the wing, has also featured in midfield. So. You know you're going to have the two in the middle, probably Louise and Kamara. And then and even just to double down on my bet, you can take whichever of the other two wingers has the most touches. Okay. Uh, there is there is one touch that I wish that Rodri hadn't made last week. But I, I am also <laughs> concerned. Or maybe that, he made a couple more touches depending on yeah, how you maybe, look at it. Maybe, maybe that too. But I, I am concerned about anyone making predictions about Rodri that involves him playing 90 minutes, etc. just because I feel like we're, we're kind of with our history of complete ineptitude and making predictions, Rodri will be injured in the first 10 minutes on Sunday and we'll all come back on Monday and blame you. Just so you're Calvin right. Phillips masterclass, man. That's fine. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, I just, Joe, I'm, I'm just looking at the last couple of their matches on foot mob and, um, I don't think uh, Lopetegui's, or no, Lopetegui's at, uh, sorry, he's a wrong Spaniard. Unai Emery. Yeah, Unai Emery's. <laughs> and he's French. Uh, so. Yeah, Unai Emery's. If they're all the same. Um, <laughs> Unai Emery's version of Aston Villa. They're averaging like 200 touches in their midfield, man. Listen, I'm not here to, to I, I could have picked something easy, Andrew. I could have taken the, the easy route. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to try to make a statement. <laughs> Go, go big. But also, how many times have they played Manchester City, right? Like, they're, you're looking at matches versus Leicester versus Southampton, bottom table teams. They're not going to dominate possession. I mean, they haven't played a team <clears throat> that's possession heavy since Brighton. That's fair. So, yeah. what, what was their Brighton total? Um, possession wise. Come on, foot mob. You're better than this. Oh, that was a club friendly too. That wasn't even a... That's why I'm like, where are the stats? That was one of the World Cup friendlies. So of competitive fixtures, they, funny enough, played Brighton in November. 
and possession stats on that were 65% Brighton. Um, and that was under Unai Emery. So pretty early on in, in the Emery, in the Emery days. Yep. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I think it will be a fascinating game on, on Sunday. Villa definitely looking for a bit of revenge, I think from the last day of, of last season. Um, when they thought that they'd re- spoiled our party. Um, but that is that is a big, bold prediction from Ricci. Come out all guns blazing uh, for, for our first prediction of the episode. Uh, Andrew, let's let's move on to you. You are still, you know, we, we tend to have an idea of people's predictions just to kind of pull the, the curtain aside in terms of behind the scenes here. We, we tend to have an idea of people's predictions normally before we come on air uh, and record. But Andrew has kept this one close to his chest, whether it's because he's last minute or because he's just particularly proud of this prediction. We will uh, be about to find out, I imagine. But what have you got for us, Andrew? Well, you heard it here first. But there will only be one traditional big six team that wins a match in match day 23. Whoa. Okay. Man. I would, you, would, you like, would you like me to walk you through my logic? Yeah. Sure. And maybe the right. matches. Yeah. Well, that's what I, by my logic, I was going to go match by match. Gotcha. Right. So, show so you first way. up. So first up on the weekend, we've got. West Ham hosting uh, Graham Potter's middling <laughs> Chelsea Blues, who have looked absolutely woeful and still don't look that much better despite spending an ungodly amount in the January window. And you have a West Ham team that is desperate to win points in order to survive and potentially keep their manager in the job, who, despite not having a great season, it's very clear that the squad really does like David Moyes. So to me, I think that has a draw written all over it. Mm, okay. I don't know. I feel like... I, I can see that. I'm with you on that. No, I, I'm not. I just feel like one of these fixtures, it's going to click for Chelsea. And this, they're going to get a lot of space, I think, against West Ham. Um, you know, they, they like to come forward. They like, they're they going to leave space. Uh, in behind, potentially, I think Mudrick is going to have a field day uh, and is really going to uh, pop off. On, is Joe Felix on, back yet? Yeah, I think he's back. This is yeah, this from is from suspension, I should say. Yeah, but I mean, he'll he'll only last like ten minutes before he gets another red card. So, <laughs> okay, so you're calling that one a draw? Disagree? Yep. But carry on. All right, then the next uh, match involving a big six side, we have Leicester playing host to the Tottenham Hotspurs who are going to have Antonio Conte back in the dugout uh, from all reports. And other than the match that we just played against them, they have really not strung together a good 90-minute performance really at all in months. And Leicester have gotten sneaky a little bit better. And so, again, I think that one's going to be a draw. I, I can believe that more than West Ham Chelsea, to be honest. I, yeah, I think um, the benefit, I mean, <clears throat> on the back of the City game, Christian Romero suspended, right? So that's a big loss. Mm-hmm. Hugo Lloris is now out, what, six to eight weeks? That's, yep. some would say, a big loss. I think he's pretty awful. But um, I don't I don't disagree with that prediction. I'll give you that one. 
All right. This is when uh, this this is when the, the prediction I think starts to get a little uh, rough because the uh, at the same time slot uh, the the Gunners are uh, <laughs> playing host to uh, Brentford. Are you, are, so, you, are you implying that Arsenal are not going to get a result at home against Brentford? Indeed, I am. Oh, okay. Because Thomas Frank, Thomas Frank has Arsenal's number, and he has since they've come into the Premier League. And maybe this is a little bit of uh, me wish casting because it would be really helpful to City if uh, Arsenal drop points back to back weekends. Um, and so we're we're just going to go for it. I don't. I'm going with my heart here. There's not logic on that one. It's just it's just pure heart. The the only thing I potentially give you there is Arsenal have been terrific this season, playing the same eleven more or less week in and week out. They play City, what four days later? Mm-hmm. Does does Arteta switch things up? Does a small tweak do enough to alter it? Um, that that's the only chance I could see where they they drop points against Brentford. But otherwise, I I think you're probably a little optimistic there. What was Brentford result? Brentford's result last weekend. Uh, they beat Southampton three nothing. Yeah, at home. At home, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, solid result. Uh, I was going to say Brentford's a good team. Like, yeah, don't, let's not sleep on them. And the reverse fixture was three nothing Arsenal in September. So, yeah, Brentford didn't, had not looked like themselves at that point, though. They've. Yeah, I mean, whatever you need season. to try to justify this prediction, hey, look, <laughs> you go, you saying, go I'm for not, it. I'm, I feel more confident in my prediction than I do in yours, Joe. <laughs> and that is totally understandable. Yeah. All right. All right. So the next one. Uh, so Sunday morning, uh, the early kickoff, Leeds and Manchester United just run it back. Mm-hmm. We're running it back. Um, just a couple days later, after they played to a two-two uh, draw. And so I think this also has draw written all over it. If Leeds can feel the team. Well, yeah, I was going to say, see, I think, I think United handle them in this, in this one, unfortunately. Except it, it being a way, if it was, they had already played the away fixture and they barely scraped the draw. Yeah. I mean, Casemiro having a three match suspension is, is really the only lifeline that I think. Leeds I mean, have. they, they have not looked good without him in midfield, really at all. No, I want to. I want to say that Leeds might actually be better away from home against the likes of United because I feel like right now, with the pressure that's on them to get results, Ellen Road could actually be a hindrance in a big game like this because there's just kind of a. You know, there's a huge desperation to, to get one over United, and um, you know the, the calmness uh, that that, that Notto sh- showed in that first minute against United to to, to to score like that. They they also had a couple of other chances later on in the half that they kind of squandered because they didn't make the right pass or they kind of got a bit overexcited. And I think that is very possible at home, even more possible. So much as I. I hope you're right there, Andrew. I, I, I again, I can't see it. You're going more. You know what? More. I'm I'm going I'm going even bolder on my my explanation of that one. Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Brendan Harrison, all scoring a goal. Oh my god! Yank, on, Yanks man. are Yanks are burying in burying Man United. That the last game, lose. what 
like four days I prior. XG was two 2.04 for United to 0.63 for Leeds. And, um, I mean, United could have handily won that match. Also, Leeds still don't have a permanent manager. Like, I, I appreciate your optimism, and I would love to see United drop points of, of any kind, but I can't. I can't give you this one, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just that's, I don't have that's any. fine. Look, in, in, I say, in fairness to Andrew, though, Americans have been taking or attempting to take down United for a good twenty years now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so next up, we've got uh, City hosting Villa, which you know. Obviously, City's going to win. And then... Obviously. To... I mean, in, in the sense of my prediction, like, that's where we're going. Is That's who I'm predicting is the one big six side to win. And then to uh, wrap this up, uh, we've got uh, Klopp's uh, fumbling Redmen playing host to Sean Dyche's Destroyers, who are going to go to Anfield with 11 burly men and just break... Liverpool's spirits and not yeah, only no. win but be the reason that Jurgen Klopp walks out of the Premier League for good. Wow, man. That could have been, been like bold seven prediction predictions in, in this in one. I feel like this is against the rules. Just, <laughs> uh, our, our first podcast untamed and we're going to be rained all the way back in separated like naughty school children they're going to just separate us into into different we're never going to be able to talk again yeah they never should have let us do this yeah this this final match has wwe style retirement written all over it (laughs) sean dyche is going to come out to walk out music and suplex jürgen klopp just right out of the league sean dyche is like my hero and I love how much Amos hates him because every time he's going to do well for Everton, I'm just going to rub it in his face. It'll be great. I look, I would in a million years. I do not want Sean Dyche to succeed or I shouldn't say that. I didn't like, I would never want Sean Dyche to manage my club. However, no, 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 no. Now that he's away from Burnley and for some reason company made Burnley more likable. And I also don't dislike Sean Dyche detached from Burnley. It feels like it was just a toxic mix of the two. But Sean Dyche at Everton right now, just I don't know. I love it. I'm I'm all about it, and I'm with you. Like it, it brings me great joy to see Sean Dyche do well, and then Amos just have to be angry and, and mopey. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break to recover from the whiplash of those 17 predictions that Andrew <laughs> just said was one. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Your first stop for daily City content and questionable opinion of the first half is anything to go by. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. Uh, one more prediction to go. And uh, after a disappointing first outing on this show a couple of weeks ago, I've decided, well, I thought I decided to go big or go home before I heard the extent of Joe and Andrew's predictions. Uh, but I still think in the context this is uh a pretty big call on my part. You heard it here first. There will be 40 or more goals in the Premier League games. That's the 10 Premier League games this weekend, including Liverpool Everton on Monday night. Um, where does that number come from? Well, the record for Premier League goals in, in a single game week in a 20 club uh, league is 45. Uh, that was set last season 
uh, on Boxing Day, which if mm. you remember, City had that wild 6-3 win over Leicester. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool spanked Leeds 6-0. Uh, Arsenal scored five at Norwich, a sign of things to come. And that's not even half the goals that were scored in that game week. There were like a couple of 3-2s, a 4-0, a 3-0, a 3-1. Um, so, and that kind of totaled up to, to 45. So anything 40 or over is is pretty ambitious. And to be honest, I am already regretting it. Mm. Uh, but, I, you know, you, you look down those fixtures and you look at West Ham, Chelsea, I think that could be a pretty high scoring game. United Leeds could have been anything the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, City Villa, I expect goals there. Liverpool Everton again, um, potential for a lot of goals. But I think uh, Palace uh, Brighton, um, that's a derby for them for some reason. Can, can uh, I give you so, a number on the Palace Brighton that won't make you happy? Go on. Okay, so just to give you their head to heads. Of recent memory, one 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 two one 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 nil one 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 two. That's before Brighton could score goals, though. Yeah, this is true. Grant Potter had to leave the club to uh, allow them to properly score goals. So no, that that's fair. But that Southampton I, Wolves. I know that sounds like a nil nil, but I feel like with Southampton's defense and then they need to get a win. I you know I can see. A, Goal fest there as well. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to predict any results per se. I just think there's going to be a lot of goals. Um, but I, yeah, you're, you're looking skeptical, guys. Um, where do you see there being a lack of goals this weekend? So I, I'm just. I was doing some quick math. There have only been ten match weeks ever with more than forty goals scored in it. Sorry, eleven. I'm not. I the list I was looking at didn't have the 45. So 11 match weeks, and there's 38 match weeks a season. Like but there, have been, there, there has been one in each of the last two seasons. That the record has been broken in each of the last two seasons. I, um, I think on face value, John, the 40 goals just with the rate, <clears throat> with the quality in the league now, I don't think is outlandish. I really don't. I just think. This particular match week, I don't see like City Villa had potential, but City are playing to a, a, a level below their norm in terms of goal scoring and chance creation. They I have think, scored seven in their last two league games at home, though. Yeah, I think going up against Emery will change that a little bit. I think Newcastle, Bournemouth, I just don't see a scenario where Bournemouth score and Newcastle, you know, a couple goals. There's just a lot of matches that I see being. Like a two nothing one one. I'm trying to find a match where I think I agree. West Ham Chelsea has a lot of potential for it being fun for the neutral. Um, Wasn't Leicester Spurs? Wasn't that that ridiculous Spurs comeback three two last year? Bergwijn scoring twice. In well, there was it was six two in the reverse fixture this season, mm-hmm. and then yes, there was a three two last season. There's been a four two, a three one. There's been a lot of goals in that. The, in that the only goals I see, like I think Leicester Spurs. Palace Brighton. West Ham Chelsea is either going to be a nil-nil or a goal fest. Like it's <laughs> yeah, one of the two yeah, things. Yeah. Uh I think maybe City Villa. And like that's yeah. 
What do we think about goal, the Fulham game Forest needs, match? Needs to average four. Well, not every game needs to average this, but there does need to be an average of four goals or more. Yeah. Full, Fulham I mean, Forest. I think Fulham Forest is the reason why it won't hit because Fulham Forest is going to be a nil-nil. Really? That was three-two in the reverse fixture. I just That's I don't buy it. Kalen, but both Stagio. teams are in good form. I don't know. I could see that being. I think that could be you, kind of. Tasty. I watched. I watched Fulham against Sunderland in the cup the other day, and I know that it was a slightly weakened Fulham team. It wasn't that weakened though, and they gave up a lot of chances because they were throwing throwing people forward. So, um, you know, Fulham are in the hunt for Europe. Like they're going to be they're going to be going for it. Forest are fighting for survival. You know, there, there are some really fascinating fixtures this weekend. Um, so I do think there could be a lot of goals. Uh, I will be, you know, dining out on this one for a while if I am right. Yeah, <laughs> but, as you should be. I mean, John, a- I I selfishly would love for this to come true because I much prefer matches with lots of like. I have no patience for a one nil. I would rather win three two than win one nil any day of the week. Oh, I love a good one nil sometimes. Though. No, get out of here. Not if it's a team I'm supporting. No, no, no. I'm sorry. As a team, I'll take 3-2 over 1-0 any day. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, can you not remember? Like, when we were in in, in town for the Fulham game in November, and, like, it was... it was the, That took the years off my life. Two, I know it took years off your life, but it's, you know, you gained those years in, in precious memories of just how amazing it is to get a last-minute winner in a tight game. Yeah, until the Premier League. Yeah, but a, no, no, no. But a three-two can still be a tight game. I'm just saying, I would rather see multiple goals. Like, I'm this in any sport. I'm not there to watch defense. I'm there to watch offense. Give me the points. Give me the goals. Mm-hmm. All right, you're not really doing much to the American stereotype here, Andrew. That's but fine. I'll embrace that stereotype any day. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right, I think we've just about run out of time. As I said earlier, don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends about us. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, along with City having a great weekend. And uh, we will see you for a Villa review on Monday. Bye for now. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.